coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. If you're listening to this and you feel super, super hurt from a breakup and you're realizing it's taking you longer to get over it, you can't figure out why you just, you know, can't get over someone that did you wrong. You're not really attaching to someone that did you wrong. I want you to understand that. Like a lot of women that I coach, they tend to be like, what's wrong with me? Why do I want someone that's so bad for me? There's nothing necessarily really wrong with you. It's just really, you got to figure out why you're still wanting to attach yourself to them. Why it's like you still have an, an attachment to them. And usually it's their inner wounded child that's somehow trying to come out and attach to that because she wants what she wants. She wants to heal those wounds. That's what it is. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets What up, girlfriends? Welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Today, I got a little bonus bonus for you. Now, normally, I do only put my bonuses and things like that on my Patreon. But every now and then, there's a word that I feel needs to reach more people. So, I'll put it on here because I don't expect all a hundred and some thousand people that follow me across all platforms to join the patreon i mean it'd be nice but i know it's not something i can expect um so every now and then i put a bonus on here that i really really feel it's like i go with how i feel about i don't know it's like it's something i feel in the air i put it that way and it could be because of the women that i'm coaching a common theme that I've found in all the women I coach, the ones that are, you know, going through a heartbreak and the guy was pretty toxic. It's never someone breaking up with like a decent guy. It's always somebody that did some shitty shit to them. And so something that I'm noticing, this is what's making me want to expound on this, but something I'm noticing is that it typically hurts them really, really deeply almost deeper than the actual offense because I mean when you think about it I mean breakups hurt they do but what makes them hurt so deeply to where we know this person was not right for us we know that they treated us poorly we know that they're not a good person but yet we're still so distraught over them not being with us we're distraught over no longer being with them we're distraught that it didn't work out why is that and so so far what i've been finding is that 
the real reason is a wounded inner child. All of us has an inner child. And I will even go as far to say that all of us has a wounded inner child in some way. Now, you can heal this inner child, you know, on your own without being in a relationship. But there are some aspects of it that work best in um, interpersonal relationships, I should say. I'm going to get more into that towards the end. Right now, I want to talk on this deep hurt because I'm never the type, because I've been through it, first of all. Y'all know, I've, liter I've, liter I've literally <laughs> been that girl. So... I've been through it. I've been so hurt and distraught over someone that I know is not good for me, but I wanted to work so bad. It's like, it's that feeling of, I really wanted it to work. You know, you saw the potential and more than likely this person love bombed the shit out of you in the beginning. And that love bombing is what lights your inner, your wounded inner child up. It's that love bombing that makes you feel like, oh my God, yes, someone has come to rescue me, so to speak. Someone has come to heal me. Now I get, you know, the person I've always wanted. And it can even be as far as that if you really, really have always wanted a partner. Or if you really want, uh, you know, you really want someone. And it's nothing wrong with wanting someone. I, don't want, I want to set that record straight right now. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with wanting a life partner, wanting a husband, wanting, you know, to have someone. Nothing wrong with it. But the thing is, you cannot want it so bad to where you allow someone's poor behavior and treatment of you to just slide, so to speak. Because what happens is that since they love bummed you so well in the beginning, then comes the middle part once they kind of got you and they know they got you emotionally attached and you're emotionally invested. Then comes the part of them tearing it all down and becoming inconsistent because the love bombing is not who they really are. Because when you think about it, how can that be who they are? Typically, love bombing is a lot of sweet talk, a lot of um, future faking. And for those that don't know what future faking is, it's when they talk about the future with you as if they see that with you. And it's like they're talking about things before it gets there because they're trying to use it as a way to sweet talk you and get you excited about them because they can't come in saying, oh, I really just want to get you to fall for me because I want to, you know, devalue you and degrade you and then walk away because it's just really an ego stroke. Or I don't know why I'm doing this because I just think you're a great person. I think you're attractive and you're intelligent and all whatever it is that they like about you. Because I'm going to tell you something before I continue on with what this podcast is about. These type of people know who they're picking. They are picking you because you have worth. They are picking you because they see something in you. They're not going to go around and pick someone that they know is going to hurt them back after they hurt them. They are not going to do that. I had this saying that I used a while ago on my Instagram is that fuck boys never choose fuck girls. And you can apply that and use any kind of gender you want to with that. 
but they're not going to choose someone that's going to dog them out and devalue them and, and catch on to what they're doing. They're not. So they're picking you because they're going to see if they can get you to like succumb to them, so to speak. Especially, especially if you are a high value woman, you know your worth, but you may have a part of you, which is your, probably your inner wounded child, that's crying to be loved, basically. And then they'll try to come in and tear those walls down with all this sweet talking, all this future faking, and all this love bumming. They'll come in and try to, you know, win you over and get you. I never forget, like, my last ex, he basically told me that he was going to get me. And silly old me thought it was so endearing. And that's because my inner wounded child has never heard anything like that. It was like a dream come true to be chosen, especially by someone like him. That's usually how they get us, and that's usually why it hurts so damn bad when it doesn't work out. It's because we had someone that seemingly was interested in us and seemingly, you know, really loved us or liked us and wanted to go all the way with us. And we wanted that because, and there's nothing wrong with falling for that per se, but... There is something, I don't want to say wrong, but it is something to watch out for if you tend to get persuaded by words, if you tend to get persuaded by the sweet talk, the future faking, and you tend to want to move fast with them because you're excited over them. I don't care what they say, how they act in the beginning. They can be actually genuine. Some people can sweet talk and be just, you know, charismatic and be genuine. But you don't know that. It doesn't matter what they say. So that's something that you have to learn to have your own back on. That's something I had to learn. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. You can even get a little bit excited that someone, especially if they're attractive, you know, all the things you want, all your preferences, you know, especially if they are meeting all of that. It's okay to get excited. But you have to still have your own damn back. And I'll be honest, I didn't learn to do that until after I realized my inner wounded child was running the show. Well, actually, you know what? I take that back. That's a lie. I didn't realize it was my inner wounded child to much later that that's what was going on. Like, to, like much later. And, I, you know, I still go through and process certain things from my past for you all, to help you all out. Because I, I've been there where you are and I know how hard it is. I know how it's hurtful. I know how it feels. I really, really feel for you all. And everything you say, I'm like, yep, that's been me. Yep, yep. And that's why I love doing what I do. But back to what I'm saying, what I, t what I ended up doing is that I faked it till I made it. Because I'm going to be honest, that inner wounded child trying to heal it can be a little difficult because what she's really searching for is what she never really got. She's searching for some type of belief that love is real, that she can be loved. She's searching for that. She's searching for whatever she didn't get. It's not just the love that it can be a number of things. And she's searching for that still. She's wanting that fix. She's wanting to end that story. She's wanting to, you know, have what she's used to. And she may even be going about it the wrong way by finding herself in these same type of relationships and cycles. 
So I'm telling you, if you're being met in certain relationships where it's the love bombing, then the devalue stage and then discarded stage, that's a cycle. And what's happening is that that love bombing is what's getting you because a lot of men, I, I'll say people, but I feel like it's men that do this shit. Women maybe, but I feel like it's men that do this shit. What they'll do is love bomb the shit out of you. And you won't know that that's what's really happening until after when you're being discarded. You won't really know what hit you. But then it's going to hurt deep because that inner one, the child was like, we almost had it. You know, why did they love me? Why did they lie to me? It's like a, it's like a repeat of what happened to you before. And that hurts because it's like the same damn thing that happened to you before. It's like your body remembers that trauma. It's remembering it. It's trying to get away from it. But when it happens again, it hurts so deeply. And what happens is that you can't, you like latch on to them because you've romanticized them and you can't let go of that ideal you had. You can't let go of that almost. You can't let go of them and how they treated you in the beginning because it's what you've always wanted. And so it's hard to let that go because it's what you always wanted. Just simply put. And then the inner wounded child, what's happening with her is that she's hurting deeply from it. And you can hurt a long time from it, but I can say this. Once you realize that that's what's really hurting, it's that that inner wounded child needs some loving. And so you're going to love on her. How are you going to do that? I'm going to tell you. What I did, like I said before, is I faked it till I made it. And what I mean by that is... I'm trying to think of how to put it into words because faking until you make it, you have to be careful with it, but it can work. And the reason why I'm saying this is because in this instance, it's hard to heal some things with the inner, inner child because I'm feel like my inner child is still healing and she did the most healing in this healthy space and relationship. So what you can do is find other healthy spaces and relationships and people to relate to. That's how you can also, somebody that's going to see you, all of you, honor you, and give you the things that you've always looked for. You don't have to find it in just a romantic relationship. So that's one thing I helped. Like, it helped being able to confide in my circle of friends. We've been friends for decades. And it really, really helped for them to see me and not judge me and not, um, and just hear me. Because that's what I needed. Someone to make me feel like I wasn't crazy for what happened. It didn't help totally. I had to do a lot of healing on my own. Something else that helped is that it's like you have to start dating and parenting your inner wounded child with your higher self. With the self of you that has the self-respect. You know, you have to start using your self-respect no matter how much you may like somebody or want them or really want closure with them or really want to try again with them, whatever it is you really want with them. You have to use that part of you that has self-respect for yourself and remember that and hold on to that. That's what you hold on to. And it's almost like you're telling your inner child, like, hey, I know, baby girl, you want loving and I know you want 
to be seen. I know you want to be wanted. I know you want to be chosen. I know you want all those healthy things you didn't get, whatever it is. But everybody out there, not for us, you know, we got to be careful. We can't let our wounds do the, you know, dating. We got to be careful out here. People will take advantage of us. So we got to use our higher self-respect. So it's like after I went through that bullshit, that's when I started realizing like, okay, I got to play this game differently. And when I say play this game, eh, dating is kind of a game when you think about it. But I don't, I wouldn't say that like I, you play around, you just know that it's some ancient ass people out there. That's as simple as that. It's like, it's almost like I was naive to that. And I think a lot of us are. And that's why I feel like it's okay if you fail for love bombing. Some of us really didn't know what that looked like and we just failed and we just really wanted to believe it because we wanted it to be real. It's something we really wanted. And dare I say it, maybe we had a little desperation in there because we've been wanting this. We've been, especially our inner child, we've been wanting this for so long. So that's why it hurts when you don't get it because it's like, damn, you know? But back to what I was saying. So... Faking it till you're making it, using your higher self, self-respect, and also just playing the game. Playing the game part comes into where you realize that there are people out there like that. And you don't, and it's almost like you have to date being detached and remain detached. Even, I would say, even after you've made it official, I would say even to be careful with that, like, how can I put this? Make it official on your terms when you feel like it's safe, when you feel like it's something that you don't have to ask for or beg for, when you feel like it's something that is really safe. You'll understand when it's safe because you would feel that this person has been transparent and honest with you and you now know what love only looks like. And so, you know, now it's like you have a new respect for someone being genuine and transparent. That was my outlook. So when I started dating after being loved on like that and after going through those kind of relationships, I dated with like a new outlook. And I dated basically feeling like that <laughs> all of everybody is not shit until I decide they're better, I guess, so to speak. And it's almost like I turned my, I turned my pain into a superpower. I turned what I went through, went through to like a superpower. And I started realizing that I can, you know, take my time deciding about someone. I can take my time with getting to know them. And if they're not taking their time and if I feel like I'm being rushed, that's a red flag to me. No matter how good it may feel, I, you know, I had to realize it's a red flag. And because I had someone that I actually talked to that I think was trying to love on me, but it didn't work. I'm going to tell you how that went. So I met this guy on Tinder and he was like, we, we started really talking a lot and we really liked each other. You know, I haven't met him yet. And we seemed to have really good conversation. He was just all buttering me up like, wow, this is such nice conversation and this and that. Yeah, I'm really feeling you and this and that. It was just, a, I can tell it was kind of a lot. 
And while I was liking it, I didn't allow myself to get to a place of already guessing how the outcome is going to go. Like, oh, we're going to be together. You know, I stopped myself. I learned to just, I'll, I'll, we'll see. And I even started saying it to myself. We'll, we'll see. Not to him. But I would say it to myself. Like, okay, keep calling. It's like you have to almost pep talk yourself through this shit. And because you're pep talking your inner child because she can she can get excited. So you're like saying, okay, come down. We'll see. Let's go on a date. Okay. Just, you know, let's see. So I went on the date, all of that. And keep in mind, I look like my pictures and everything. And he did too. And we talked on the date. It was nice. He paid for it. After that, it kind of like went all downhill. And then he had the nerve to ask me after the date, do you still feel the same as you did before? Because, you know, we were kind of getting... I don't want to say hot and heavy, but we were getting like to like the real deep life. Like, ooh, you know, we like each other. I like talking to you. You're cool and you're cool too and this and that. And he asked me if I still felt the same. And I thought that was so weird. Red flag right there to me. I was like, hmm, whenever something feels weird or kind of like, uh, like that, red flag. That's just straight up your intuition trying to warn you. And I was like, yeah, do you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm telling myself, no, he don't. He's lying. So, but I gave him a little bit of another doubt, just a little, just to see. And of course, the calls started being inconsistent, texts started being inconsistent, and, you know, no other date was planned. He was just, and we were posing, no, we were posing out on a date, and he was like, oh, some came up with my dad. He fractured his hip or some shit. And I was like, okay, understanding, whatever. But I'm already starting to like, okay, I'm dating other people. That's, that was already me like, okay, time to date some other people. Like, cause no, cause this is being too inconsistent. So I was back on Tinder and dating other people. And then I remember, this is where I messed up at. Don't do this y'all. I remember telling him off a little bit and it's fine to speak up for yourself, but don't do it in a way to where you're like trying to tell them what your worth is. But it kind of made, I can tell he was kind of laughing at me because he even sent the laughing emoji. But I was like, so whenever you text me, maybe I find the time to text you back. And if we do decide to go another day, if I have the time, then we can or some shit like that I was saying. And he was like, I can't remember what he said, but he kind of like, I can, he was kind of like laughing at me. And looking back on that, I kind of cringed and did like, okay, that was too much. Like you didn't have to say all of that. Just your actions speak louder than words. Like, that was my way of saying, I feel like you're playing me, and I'm I'm not going for it. But ain't like he cared anyway. I don't think he liked me like that after a while. I don't know what the deal was. I have no idea what this deal was. So anyway, you know, I kind of, you know, stopped talking to him and moved on. Well, he was on the back burner. We text every now and then. It was like, whatever. I knew it was nothing. And I bowed out gracefully, even though, you know, he was nice in the beginning and shit. And it seemed like he really liked me. Started talking and met my now husband. And then I text this dude and was like, hey, I met somebody. We can't text anymore. I'm, you know, deleting your number at my phone. I didn't say that, but that's what I was doing. He just sent me like a thumbs up. I knew he didn't care, but I was just saying it. And so he wouldn't try to send a text or anything like that. I was just like, whatever. I could have blocked him. I don't know. I think I blocked him and told him both. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I did the mature thing. I said, yeah, I'm moving on now or something. Instead of just blocking him, then he texts me, hey, what's, not, what's going on? Not that he would have cared, but I'm not going to treat people how they treat me. So, I was just like, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying, y'all. I faked it till I made it, and you can too. So, take that pain from that person that hurt you like that. 
and turn it into you now understanding that you must always lead with your self-respect no matter what. You must always have your own back. You can't play about you. Like, you, no matter how fast they want to move, you still have to take your time and decide how you're going to, how it's going to go for you. And that's when you come in with the boundaries. Something else that can really stop the love bombing is boundaries. You can say, you know, hey, I'd rather take it slow because of this, or even if you don't give a reason, but if it's met with, you know, them still dishonoring your boundaries, red flag right away. That's something for you to be like, okay, no, that doesn't feel right. Because they have a agenda. And their agenda is to get in and get out, basically. So they're trying to move fast. Someone that's wanting something for real is not going to move fast because they want to take their time and get to know you. Because they're trying to see if you're right for them. They don't care about all that. They're trying to get what they want and move in move out. So you have to have your boundaries. That's one big major way to actually help with the love bombing is having a boundary having setting boundaries no matter what i don't care how much you like them i don't care how much they meet your preferences i don't care how much i don't care about none of that you have to still have your back and you still have to set that that boundary and know that your intuition is real your intuition is going to be like topped here after going to that love bombing and that and that um, toxic relationship, whatever you went through, it's going to be top tier now because it's like it knows what to look for. And it knows, to, and you'll know to pay attention to those feelings you get like something don't feel right. I don't know about this. Or if you feel like you've kind of been pressured into something that you're not really ready for, you're not really sure about. Or, you're, you know, any of those little feelings, no. Get out of there. Because they don't respect your boundaries. They don't respect you. So, Yeah. But that's why relationships hurt so... That's why those relationships hurt so bad when they end. That was the whole point of this. But I just wanted to throw in there how to, I guess, circumvent all that. But I want to know, I want you all to know that if you're listening to this and you feel super, super hurt from a breakup and you're realizing it's taking you longer to get over it, you can't figure out why you just, you know, can't get over someone that did you wrong and why you're still wanting them... It's because you're still wanting to change the story with them. You're still wanting to have what you sought out to have. You're still wanting, it's like you're wanting that closure. Your inner child is really wanting that closure as well because it's like, you know, but, but, but this was supposed to be the one, this was supposed to be this. So it's like, you're looking for that. You're attaching to that. You're not really attaching to someone that did you wrong. I want you to understand that. Like, a lot of women that I coach, they tend to be like, what's wrong with me? Why do I want someone that's so bad for me? There's nothing necessarily really wrong with you. It's just really you got to figure out why you're still wanting to attach yourself to them. Why It's like you still have an, an attachment to them. And usually it's their inner wounded child that's somehow trying to come out and attach to that. Because she wants what she wants. She wants to heal those wounds. That's what it is. Those wounds are there and, they, and they're already deep and then somebody just came and poured salt in them. And now they're thinking that same person can kind of like help them because they were seeking them for help to begin with. Like from the beginning of the love bombing phase, you were looking for them for something already. You, you know, you, have, you were already invested in them. And so then for it to not go that way, 
that's why I hurt so bad when it ends. Because it's like, I didn't get what I sought, what I set out to get. I didn't get that closure. I didn't get the end of my story, the happy ending. Like, And I'm attached to that. And it's like, you can become attached to the cycle as well. You're like, looking for what you really was searching for in the beginning. What you thought you had in the beginning. And it didn't come. It's not there. So... Now has you feeling a way about yourself and have you feeling a way overall. Those feelings run deep. Those wounds run deep. So no, you're not crazy for still loving them, wanting them, wanting to talk to them, any of that. But I can tell you this. You're not going to get closure for someone that hurt you. Because the closure is them and how they treated you and how it ended. If they had any ounce of integrity for themselves, any ounce of respect for you, it would not have ended to where you didn't know why it ended. It would have ended with truthful and honesty saying, you know what, I don't think it's going to work out. I want to move on. It would have ended with that. But it didn't. And so you have to let that go without that apology and without that closure. And it's okay. It will be okay. I put it that way. And it's like... That doesn't make the offense any better. But what you can do is create closure for yourself. And you create that closure for yourself by basically tending to the wounds of your inner child. Because she's the one that's really wounded from that. And you may have to get to the root of what's really causing the hurt. And you may have to get to the root of, you know, any childhood wounds and where it's coming from. Because that's typically why it hurts so bad. That's why it's, it hurts so deep, you know? So that's really how you work that to move on. Like, it's so, you know, people like us that have those wounded inner childs, we can't just pick up and move on. Like, oh, they were bad for me, move on. Some people can. I've seen it. Like, I was able to after, you know, I went through all that and I realized that I had to have my own back and high self-regard for myself regardless of what a man says it took a minute to get there but it became easy after I realized that okay they looking out for themselves I gotta look out for me too so that's how I started looking at it and thinking about it is that I have to look out for me too because you deserve to but I think that's all I got I always say that I always end up talking for about 10 more minutes but I guess I just wanted to get on here and tell y'all that I hear you, I see you, and I know the pain runs deep. And no, you're not crazy for this pain running so deep for so long. No, you're not crazy. If if you still want them, you're not crazy for missing them. You're not crazy for any of that. It's just your inner wounded child is needing a little loving. Because, you know, she's like, we've been through this again. I'm tired of going through this and I'm hurting and I would suggest getting to the root of that because I I don't really want to address the root cause because it's different for everyone. I would say maybe journal about it or think about any type of past hurts from your childhood that's still carrying with you, that you still feel hurt about. Hurt about. And also, if you want, if you feel you need to, you can reach out to a therapist to help you, especially if you've seen it's been a cycle Reach out to a therapist because a lot of the women I coach actually do both. They have therapists 
for the clinical part and they have me for like the empathetic friend type part because that's what my coaching usually entails we do get to the root of things but I don't diagnose anyone or anything like that but I just basically coach you let you know you're not crazy let you know I'm here to help you and yeah we just and it's called mindset and intuitive coaching so basically what I'm doing is helping you to reverse your mindset around anything that maybe is wounding your inner child and the intuitive part comes into where I realize, you know, we can connect the dots. It's coming from this and this and that. And it's like tracing it back to your childhood or upbringing or whatnot. Because that's usually where it always stems from. It stems from something in the past, not something that's going on in the present. So, yeah. But that's all I got. I hope that soothed you, soothed you in some type of way or helped you. Until the next podcast episode, girlfriends and everyone else, peace out.